0: This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishnanos. Good morning. Uh, We are continuing with the Uddhava Gita. This is chapter 13 from the Uddhava Gita. And uh, we had stopped yesterday at verse 6. So we will start from verse 7 onwards. We have been discussing about the two varanashramas. Basically, when a child becomes a grahastha, you know, so he enters a path where he gets married and settled down, takes up some job and so on and so forth. And Yesterday when I was talking about people, those who are considering that their life is around 80 years of age, some people really felt very bad about it and said, oh, I have only 40, I have only 50, I should not be counted in this, you know, (laughs) I still have some more years to go. Well, the answer is very simply this. If I take 80 as the termination point, then 3 fourth, that is the third portion of it, starts at the age of 40 only. (laughs) And if I consider 100 years is the lifespan of a human being, then 50 is the halfway point, isn't it? So the third part, that is... The first part is first 25 years and then another 25 years and then another 25 years. So it starts at the age of 50. Okay. (laughs) So if you think you are going to live for 100 years, then yes, you can count at 50. All right. So (laughs) we were doing what is called as the Vanaprasta Ashrama. That is the Ashrama called prastha Ashrama, that is going to the jungles, basically to literal translation, not necessarily that I had explained to you, and then this Anyasa ashram So we are going to do these two ashramas, that is the two stages of your life. And uh, I had already discussed that uh, we are going to modify certain verses uh, vis-à-vis what is happening in today's day and age, so that everybody is able to understand them from their perspective and not necessarily the archaic way. Something which has been told to uh, people, say, thousands of years ago. Because that is not valid anymore. Hardly are there any jungles. Of course, there are jungles in maybe South Americas and somewhere in, uh, you know, beyond uh, Australia somewhere. I don't know. You know. Papua New Guinea. Yeah, 80% is uh, just jungle. But I wouldn't want you all to go there. Because you don't know those people and the countries themselves will not allow you. So forget about all that. So let us continue with our journey. So we are doing chapter 13 of the Uddhava Gita. This is the last message of Sri Krishna to Uddhava. And he is. we are doing verse 7 from chapter 13. The hermit living in the woods should perform his observances of the season with oblations prepared from grains that grow in the woods and not with animal sacrifices as prescribed in the Vedas. Now, in the Vedas there are certain animal sacrifices. Those who have gone to some some of the temples in India, Nepal and all those other places, you have seen animal sacrifices being performed. No, these kind of sacrifices should not be done by a person who has crossed that particular age limit because it is not advisable. Clinically also, I would say that it is not advisable for a person to go into that kind of a food because for a very simple reason, the body is not able to take that particular kind of food. So you have to eat as simple food as possible. Now, today in the morning I was seeing one video where the person said that when you go to the doctors, if you have diabetes, he will say, you know, don't eat the carbohydrates and this and that and many other things and he will say, eat chapati. So this is a doctor who is also a very, very topmost, you know, winner of prize in India. And he's a very, very well-known doctor. So he said this advice that a person should eat chapati is not correct. (laughs) Because as you know, chapati can have a lot of after effects, you know. Uh, they have the gluten in it and that can cause problems. So he advised. Now I am telling you what he has advised. He advised millets, ragi, jawar, bajri, those kind of things. And believe me, that is the truth. You have to eat grains which are simpler to digest. And they do not have much gluten content and all that because your body is not in a position to eat. If you are going to eat gluten and carbs and all those kind of things, naturally you are going to suffer. So these are simple grains which poor people eat. By the way, in India, in olden times, all the poor people used to eat all these millets and jowars and the bajras and the ragis and all that. Though ragi is one of the very simplest food available. Believe me, it is important to go to simple foods. Look at the villagers. Now, I don't know. I have not gone to village in the last many months. So, I don't know much about villagers. But they used to make bhakri, You know, in the Maharashtra village, they used to use bhakri. And do you know how this bajri and jawar bhakris are made? There is not even this much drop of oil used. You take, you know, the uh, floor of a bajra or a jawar, whatever. And then what do you do is you make little hot water. And in that, you do that, you know, that pete juice, I don't know what (laughs) you call it. And make the round balls of it and then... With water only you make them round. These are flat breads. There is no, absolutely no drop of oil used. Look at the chapatis. They have so much of gluten in it, which are made from wheat or whatever other material that is there. So when I was seeing this video, I really thought, I said, this man is talking sense. It is important. And what do they eat by the way, over there in these villages? They eat bhakar Junka means uh, gram dal, you know, that uh, um, gram floor and very simple food. Sometimes they eat a chili which is uh, <laughs> put in, I think, uh, curds. They are and dried. So this is a simple foods. So this What is mentioned in this particular verse, verse number 7 from chapter 13 of the Uddham Gita is the hermit living in the wood should perform his observances of the season. I will tell you the observances of the season with oblation prepared from grains that grow in the wood and not with animal sacrifices as prescribed in the Vedas. Oblations. The kind of prayers that we do now in the olden times, they would take the, you know, the sacrificial pit and they will perform all kinds of sacrifices and maybe an animal was killed and offered to the gods. But now please don't do those kind of things. What you got to do are oblations made of the simple grains which grow next to you. Yesterday I was telling you about the farmer in Peru who had grown 700 varieties of of potatoes. You see, potato can also be grown. It's a tuber. It can be grown anywhere. Simple millets and grains which I told you about, the jawars and the bajras can be grown, ragis and all these. These grains can be grown anywhere. They are not... Requiring any specific kind of uh, environment or anything. Because these are simple grains. And they are edible. And they are very good and healthy. And they are very cheap by the way. They are not as expensive as wheat or rice. So using those, a human being can live. Performing these yagyas, a person, can definitely have a simplistic life. Think about it. You see, there are lots of therapies which are advised. This is food. You are eating food. This is not a therapy. This is for the simple digestion process that you have. Because like I said yesterday, your body is not in a position to take all those complex carbs and fats and proteins. So why not go for as simple as possible? When there is a kid, a small baby, don't you offer him the simplest food possible? Okay, in today's day and age, people have a lot of allergies, okay? (laughs) And they will say, I can't take milk, I can't take this, I can't take that. So, there are certain substitutes. So, do that. Curd, yes, of course, it's very good. That can be taken. So, a hermit can live in the woods, He should perform his observances of the season. Now this season is very, very important. Now we are going to do certain seasons in the future also, right? Next verse also is there. So we will do that where I will tell you exactly how you have to go about the seasonal changes that happen. There are certain seasons where you can eat certain kind of grains and offer certain kind of... When we say offering in the sacrifice... You are also eating, isn't it? It is offering in the sacrifice. I told you yesterday also, the stomach is also one of those pits, sacrificial pits. Likewise, you may not do all those kinds of prayers and all that because hardly anybody knows this kind of things. Uh, Most of the people who take this retirement thing hardly know any prayers. So let us not talk about them. We are talking about people, those who don't know. But they can have a simplistic lifestyle, you know, very, very simple lifestyle, which is not at all complicated and they can eat only very simple stuff. All right. So now as per the season, whether there are three seasons in India abroad, there are four seasons in India, we have three seasons. Most of the time you find that in India, the rains are very scanty. They are not that great. So you will find that the winter may start somewhere after October, November only. You know, October, November, December, Jan. Winter is over, four months. Okay. Sometimes only three months. But summer is the one which continues for a very long time. Even in February, you may feel hot. It starts becoming hotter. And then by the time you are in March, you are sweating and April, though you don't know what has hit you. By the time it is May, there is no water anyway. By the time it is June, you are waiting for the rains to come. The rains sometime come and then they disappear for one whole month or two months and then they come again. So sometimes the June and July also are dry seasons. Sometimes in June, it rains very heavily. So the, the summer months are quite a lot. So, you will find that the summer months being extended, there is no way in which we can say that this is winter or summer or rainy season or whatever. So, there are certain things that you can do. Grains which can be stored, stuff which can be stored. You have seen the mango has a season. You know that. Okay. Likewise, there are various fruits and vegetables that have a certain, certain seasons. So, eat the seasonal stuff only. Don't eat mango in the month of December. You say that oh, I have stored mango in the fridge, you know. I told you yesterday don't even buy those kind of stupid fridges because what you store they may say that that stored stuff is very good. No, not necessarily. No. You don't even know what the effects are there. So, we are talking about fresh food that is available. Eat fresh food. That is the reason why seasons are being mentioned. Okay, we will move to verse 8 from chapter 13 of the Uddhav Gita. On the recluse, the expounder of the Vedas also enjoined the daily tending of the sacrificial fires, Agniotra, the observances in connection with the new moon and the full moon as well as that of Chaturmasya as in the householder's life. Now, In India, as you know very well, we all follow what is called as the lunar month, not the solar month. We follow the lunar cycles. We think that the moon is closer to us and we follow the lunar cycles. You know, Laloon, (laughs) Laloon, that means (laughs) the moon, and it also means lunatic. I'm sure you know, you can apply all these names to. The moon has phases according to science, you know. And even the moon inside our body has that same issue. You will find that you also follow a certain cycle in your life. Isn't it? You look at yourself and then you will understand that you are following a certain cycle in your life. What happens in those cycles? Think about it. Sometimes you feel on top of the world. You say, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. And you have high levels of energy. And you feel that, yes, this is possible. Yes, that is possible. And then a the time comes in the month when you feel, ah, I can't do this, this is not possible, this is so bad, blah, 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 blah. And you give a thousand reasons why you can't do this. You know now why these lunar cycles are there? You become that lunatic in your life. <laughs> because you can't manage anything. It is also the time when people say, you know, I am sure, you know, if you have seen that Michael Jackson video, he shows you know, the the jackal or whoever that, you know, is howling like that. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, jokes apart, I hope you understand, we follow the lunar cycle. Okay? And today, today's day it's, there is a solar solar problem over there. Okay? This is a grahan today. right, And Yeah, some places in the world, they are going to see the eclipse that is going to happen. They say that during the eclipse, you're not supposed to go out and all those kind of things. Yeah. So anyway, I'm not saying anything on that. What I am saying is you also follow a certain cycle in your life. During the course of the month, you find that your energy levels are picked up and sometimes they are so drop dead. I mean, as if you don't know what you're going to do, you feel lazy totally listless, bored to death. I mean, you feel, ah, what am I doing? Like that. So, you understand your cycles. Please understand it. If you have a calendar with you, note down when you feel high, maybe what you can do, I'm telling you this so that you can understand your own ways, your own body cycles. Okay. Now, this is, this used to be called biorhythm earlier. So, you can monitor them. I know most of you 99.9% nobody is going to do it. But try this. Try and find out on a scale of minus 10 to plus 10. Minus 10 to plus 10. Just write down how you feel. Minus 10 would be you feel down in the dumps completely zero energy. Zero means you are not feeling okay, not feeling fine, you know, fine and not fine, like that kind of thing. You are in the middle. And then when you feel on top of the world, you are raring to go, I can do this, I can do that. Put it at 10. All right. So, and you give your gradations in the month. And you will find that if you chart out this, your own cycle, the biorhythm of your body can be understood. It is for your benefit. I'm not going to come and ask you, okay, what are you at today? Why am I bothered? I'm always at minus levels. You know that completely. (laughs) So you do this exercise. Take a sheet of paper or take your own calendar. You You must be having one diary or a calendar or something and write down in that When you feel on top of the world, absolutely the peak energy levels and you can do anything in the world, you can conquer Mount Everest also, write them down as 10. When you feel that, okay, not Mount Everest, maybe you can try the local, you know, uh, trail over here close by, maybe you can go on top of the mountain and sit a little bit. Yeah, but you still have the energy, isn't it? So put it at 5. Zero is when you feel that, you know, <laughs> today I feel okay, but not okay also. It's okay. I feel okay, okay. Like, you know, okay, okay. Then you put it at zero. And when you feel totally down in the dumps and you can't even lift your finger, I mean to write also, maybe you'll write the next day. <laughs> so <laughs> that that is minus 10. So make a biorhythm chart for yourself. Minus 10 to plus 10 and see for yourself, you will understand it operates in the lunar cycles. It actually operates on the lunar cycle because the moon is a very powerful entity which affects the waves on the earth also. You have seen the sea, you know, coming in and going out and all that kind of things. There are powerful gravitational forces, blah, blah, all that kind of nonsense, you know, that is there. Please go and read it if you want. Half of the time I don't understand. Maybe you will understand it better if you are a science student. So, biorhythms. So here what Krishna is saying is you should do the daily tending of the sacrificial fires with the observances in connection with the new moon and the full moon. Got it? So what he is saying is you should make your cycle of your life adapt to the way in which you feel. Right? Sometimes you may feel, yeah, today I have got to eat some nice stuff. Yeah, goody goody stuff. Please do that. And then you feel, you know, "Ah, there is something lying in the fridge. Maybe I can eat that today. I don't feel like cooking, I feel totally dead and gone, and I feel I I cannot, I don't have the energy to do something. That time you go and raid your fridge and see something lying in some corner of the fridge. Oh, this I made 20 days ago. <laughs> okay, but don't don't eat that stuff. Eat something which is a few days old, maybe. So, do you get the point? The idea is that during these cycles of yours, the minus 10 to plus 10. You will realize the food that you eat and the way you behave, your energy levels are directly dependent on the lunar cycle. You will yourself realize this. This has been studied in the past. That is the reason why I am just repeating it for you. And here it is mentioned in the scriptures as well because this is how the person is supposed to be. They have the Upwas, the ikadashi upvas, and all those kind of... You know why they do that? It is flushing the system. You understand when you don't eat for a day, you are flushing the system out of all the toxins. That is what they say. And I am also saying the same thing. The food that you eat sometimes is filled with so many toxins. That is the reason why I told you if you have parents and if you have parents who are having or maybe you have diabetes don't eat chapati. Eat ragi. Okay. Eat jawar. Eat bajra. And make bakris out of it. You know the flatbreads out of it without using any oil. Plain water and eat simple, simple meals. That is good for the person. It doesn't increase the level of that problem inside you. So you don't have to take the injection tuck, 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 tuck all the time, right? All right. So now we move to the next part, the observance in a connection with the new moon and the full moon. This was mentioned. Now we move to the next word over there as well as that of Chaturmasya as in the householder's life. What is this Chaturmasya? Chaturmasya means the four months. I was telling you India has lost its monsoon more or less. But let us assume that the monsoon is starting somewhere in the month of June. So June, July, August, September, these four months are called the Chaturmasya. Uh, Okay, if you go by the ephemeral and the calendars and stuff like that, you can find that the changes are there. Now, today's day is an important day. I don't know whether you know about it. It is 21st, no? 21st of June? It's a very important day. Go and see what is happening on the the, the sun, how the movement is there. You will understand what this day is called. So now think about it. There are four months in a year where it is advised in the olden times to stay indoors. Now, for this person, who is a retired person, it is time that he doesn't go out too often. Like social distancing kind of thing, you know. Stay indoors, don't go out, don't mix around with people. Why? In the olden times, it used to happen that during the rainy season, a lot of insects and stuff like that would come out of the ground. And there were a lot of diseases that were spread during the monsoon like cholera, typhoid, this, that, the mosquitoes were breeding and so many things going wrong. Loose motions because of the water being polluted, blah, blah. All those kind of things used to happen. That is the reason why it was mentioned that these four months called the Chaturmasya don't go out, Right? Today's day and age, I would suggest you also don't go out. First and foremost, you may not be able to see the the deep kanda in front of you, the pit in front of you. If the water has accumulated, you may fall in that, you know, or you may slip and fall for all, you know, if the slippery floor is there. So don't go out. Okay. And you see, the funniest thing happened and, you know, I went and I brought myself a walking stick. Okay. And that was my mother's walking stick and I brought it with me. So, uh, you don't need the walking stick. Well, you don't know that. I can't see below my feet. (laughs) That is why I need the walking stick. I'm just joking. But do you understand? A person doesn't have even the sense of standing straight. Those who are beyond a certain age, you will find that suddenly they will feel a little, little giddy. They can't and they will have to hold the wall or something like that. Something. Oh, I'm holding this. Why? It is because you are old now. Understand this. You can't keep on doing all that you did many years ago. And that is the reason why you feel fatigued. You know, the tiredness. Oh, I feel so tired. Yeah. Now, this is the lesson for all those who are the Vanaprastha. As I told you, the retired guys, retired people, okay? So, they have to be careful. During these four months, they should not move out too much. Only if it, if the, there is a heavy demand that you got to go out, you go out. Otherwise, don't even try going out. And Chaturmasya is a time when in most of the places in India, you will find the place gets temples and all are completely filled. You will find that places like Pandrapur and all that the people come and stay over there for 4 months and lot of prayers and stuff like that goes on. It is for the betterment of the human race. So you will find that everything moves properly. Alright. Now we are coming to little bit of science. So we are doing chapter 13 verse 9. The recluse with arteries and veins prominent all over his body on account of this practice of austerity Worships me the embodiment of austerity and attains to me from the sphere of the rishis. Uh, this is an important thing. Have you ever seen a picture of a rishi, Muni? An ascetic who is staying in the mountains. I am sure you know when you go and on Google and all these images. You will find that there is a person who is sitting in absolute you know padmasana. And he has got all his veins and arteries literally showing up. Why? Because the poor guy has not been eating anything. Please understand, he doesn't eat too much. That is the reason why you can see the veins and the arteries all standing up. So now, this is the thing that happens to that human being. The recluse, the person who has become a recluse, who doesn't mingle around with others and who has taken up this retirement, He has got his arteries and veins prominent. Yeah. All over the body on account of the practice of austerity. They practice austerity. Now, how does this particular verse apply to you? Now, you know, there are lots of people across the world. They suffer from all their veins and arteries showing up. Have have you seen that? Yeah. You might have seen old people, you know, with all their veins and all, you can see them on the body. Unfortunately, my problem is, you know, the the nurse who tries to find my artery, you know, she has to do it at least 10 times before she finds it. It's all disappeared somewhere. It's like Saraswati River, gone somewhere. No artery only. Finally, I have to tell that uh, that person in charge. I said, why don't you come and find this somewhere? Maybe you will find one somewhere running. So, (laughs) it's a very funny thing. So, coming back to this old man. Sorry, did I say old man? Okay, the young young person who is retired. (laughs) So, this person, he has got all the raised arteries and veins. If somebody is doing those kind of serious practices... In life, when a person takes retirement, he is not having the limb movement so much. Like I told he's he is supposed to go out in the morning, come go out in the evening for a walk and all that. But more, more, many a times a person is not able to do. So they have these raised arteries and veins and all that kind of. And sometimes they have diseases connected to that as well. Yeah, have you seen? Yeah. Many people have. So, This person, let us say there is a holy person who has these arteries and veins all standing up. Krishna says that, see, on account of this practice of austerity, he worships me. When he worships me, what happens? I am the embodiment of austerity. I am the one who is the highest point for austere living. Krishna's living was so simple, you cannot even imagine. Everybody in his household, when Krishna was on earth at that time, everybody in his household was used to eating eating rich food. When people offer Chappan Bhog to Krishna, you know, in the temples and all nowadays, they offer the Chappan Bhog to Krishna. Do you know what he does? He doesn't go and eat anything. He just takes... He he touches it a little by his finger. That's it. He doesn't eat it. His way of living was very, very austere. If you look at the way he dresses also, you will understand it is absolutely austere. Okay? There is a reason in the way he behaves. Why does he behave like this? The reason why he behaves like this is because he is the epitome of all these things. Got it? There was something which uh, one person asked me and he said, you know, why is he with gopis? Now gopis are connected to what? And I said the Gopis are connected to the people who look after the cattle. Few days ago, I posted one of my pictures with a hat, you know. And I, I wrote over their cowboy. Was I not mentioning that? Cowboy, Gopi. See, nobody attaches these two things together. The cowboys are nothing but cattle herders. People who used to herd the cattle. Right? The cowboys are also there in America and all the other places in the world. What were they doing? They were taking care of the livestock. Yes. And this livestock is what gives us the food. Isn't it? The cow is the animal which gives us complete whatever one part of the body to the other part of the body. She is literally giving us everything. I am not going to say that people eat cow and all that, that is a good stuff. I am just going to say this, that even the hide of the cow is useful for making, you know, all kinds of stuff. Even the drum which is played, that drum is also made from the hide. Okay? Yesterday I was telling you that how you can use the dung for the purpose of making gober gas. I gave you this example. I also told you that the milk is so useful. Milk is the highest kind of thing that can be used. From it comes the ghee. And ghee is used in oblations. For all the yajya shalas that are there. So now Krishna's association with cow is so particular. Okay. The curd. The formation of the curd. It is when you keep the milk. With a little bit of that thing, you know, which you use. I don't know what you call it. uh Virzan we call it in Marathi. I don't know what you call it in other languages. You put it in that and keep the milk aside, it sets into curd. Abroad, they call it yogurt or something like that, you know. Okay. If you get hurt in yoga, maybe you will call it <laughs> yogurt. Sick joke. Okay, don't, don't mind me. Alright. So <laughs> So keep that milk aside with a little bit of that thing in it and uh, culture, culture. Oh, I got the word. Culture. Little bit of culture. And when you set it aside, it becomes curd. And when you, when you, you know, uh, mix the curd around after it has become thick, from it comes that white ball of what we call as the butter ball. You have seen? White color. And What is going down is the proteins. What comes up is the little bit of fat in it. And then you heat it to a very high degree. Then from it comes what is called as ghee. Hmm? Clarified butter I think they call it abroad. But this is what comes. Now do you understand why this cow is such a friendly animal to that human being and to Krishna loves the cows for that reason. Okay. And because he loves the cows he thinks that everybody is a gopi. Okay. Go. Go means cow. Right? Right. So, I hope you understand that. So, now a simple food like that is edible. Human beings can drink the milk of the cows. The buffalo milk is I told, I was told that it is very difficult to digest. So, some of the people they sell buffalo milk. Buffalo milk, I don't like it. So, anyway. The recluse with arteries and veins, we did that. Alright. So, I was telling you, Now we come to the last portion of it. The embodiment of austerity. I am the embodiment of austerity, Krishna says. And attains to me from the sphere of the rishis. I that day told you that there are the four different spheres. All the rishis, all the rishis that are there. They have a heaven. They have a place to go to after they are dead. Okay, after they die on the earth, where do they go? They go to this particular place called the Lok. This is a place for the rishis, the sages and the saints. They go to this place. They are the embodiment of knowledge, which they will tell us how to reach the divine. So they go to this particular place called the Lok. So he says, from this Lok, you can attain me. That means first you got to become a Rishi. Alright. So now that is the big question there. Are you ready to become a Rishi? A recluse, an ascetic, those kind of things. So you have to become that and from there you can attain. We will do the the verse, next verse. Verse 10 from chapter 13 of the Uddhava Gita. Who is a greater fool than he who applies the great austerity practice with some hardships and calculated to confer liberation? To the fulfillment of petty desires. Uh, This is something which uh, people think that they can achieve. Just now I said ascetism. Sitting like this with your veins and arteries literally showing up. People do this so that they can get benefits in the material world. That is utter nonsense. Don't use this technique so that you can have a much better retired life. Don't you dare do that because you don't know what's going to hit you. So don't even try those kind of things. It is not proper. Why? Because if you are using the right means for wrong purposes, it is absolutely crazy. So if you think that, you know, there is an old age scheme, People have this, I, I, you know, I will tell you something. There are lots of these guys who keep on selling you old age homes. Hmm? So there are, there is no concept called an old age home. Okay. In India, they try to peddle these old age homes and people think that, Oh, I will be so happy. I will have people from my age group over there. And they find that these people are bloodsuckers. Those who have sold you these properties. They don't care for you in a few years time. Many years ago, way back in the 80s, 70s and 80s or 90s, one of my aunt had already invested a huge amount of money in this kind of a facility. Now she was given one small room and one bathroom. And the food was served over there. But in less than about 7 to 8 years, she realized that these people have literally taken her to the cleaners. Whatever they had promised was not given to her. So she moved to her sister's place. which is another aunt of mine. So she moved to her place. And then she died some few years ago. But the kind of torture that she had to undergo in this old age home was terrible. And when I saw her the way she was, she was suffering from a lot of problems. And when she went to these places, there were a lot of problems. These kind of places are literally a scam. Don't fall for it. There is no point in going to such kind of places because they are nothing but scam. And nobody actually cares for you. You think that there is another old foggy who is interested in you and yeah, people try to think, you know, oh, I I am 65 and 70 and oh, he is also 65 and 70. Maybe I'll have some nice, oh, there is nothing nice in that. That person is going to remove the dentures and keep and you may have to remove whatever, you know. And This is a terrible scene. Why do you want to get into all that? It's better not to do that, you know. It's better to become an ascetic like what Krishna is saying. Just go sit alone. Doesn't matter. Who cares? You know, uh, there was one... I was was seeing a very beautiful documentary of Ramana Maharishi. And when I was seeing this Ramana Maharishi's documentary, I saw how Ramana sat in the Virupaksha cave for so many years. He never used to utter a lot of words in his life. During his old age, he had that stick with him and he would carry the stick with him. He would walk, you know, whatever number of steps that he would walk every day in the morning and evening, he still used to do that. In the last stages of life, mostly, you know, a person is not in a position to move out a lot. So that is the last stage. We have still not come to the last stage. Okay. So just now let us worry about the stage before the last stage. So that life is also there where if you have become a sage or a saint, if you have gone from the Lok to Krishna, it is good. But if you are asking this, for the purpose of some ulterior benefits, then I don't think you will ever get them because even if you get them, you will be kicked out of all the lokas possible. Get out of this loka. (laughs) Okay, now we go to the next verse. Alright, verse 11 from chapter 13 from the Uddhava Gita. When the hermit is unable to observe those rules, being overtaken by the shaking of the limbs consequent on old age, he should mentally put the sacrificial fires within him. With his mind intent on me, enter into fire. Now, this kind of a person who has taken up retirement, who has taken up this particular life where he has gone to the jungles, we are talking about the vanaprastha. Now the vanaprastha sometimes has problems. In old age, lot of diseases, things affect a person. You know what are they? Sometimes Parkinson, sometimes Alzheimer's, sometimes this, sometimes that. So many problems come up. The nerves are not able to handle it. The body is not able to walk any further. Krishna says at that particular point in time, what is he advising? He is saying that you sit in one place, put out all the fires within. That means he is saying that you can with your own hands, release yourself. Releasing yourself means going from this particular portion of your head and getting out of this body. Some people can do it, not everybody. Very few on the fingertips you can count. But these are great people. It is only when you have practiced this particular path for a very, very long time can you do this kind of an activity. Releasing yourself from the bonds of this physical body. Yes, it is possible. He says for such kind of people who are suffering very deadly diseases, they cannot manage their body. Their body is literally shaking left, right and center. And that reminds me that, uh, you know, Swami rayananda Baba who was there, who died last year, on yesterday's day, one year he has completed, had this kind of a problem where he was not able to control his entire body. His body could not be held by even four people, though he was frail and very, very old. At that age also, he was not able to handle his body. So when I met him for the last time, I told him, I think it is time for you to let go. So why don't you enter into this fire and get out of this body of yours? Because you are not able to handle it. The people around you are unable to control you. I think it is high time that you perform those actions by releasing yourself. And it's an important thing that a person has to do. So, like I said, there are very, very few people in this world who can actually release their body. Get out of it and move away. And they go to the Maharlok. And if they are very, very ascetic in nature, then they will go from the Maharlok to straight Krishna's domain. That is Goloka. Yes. There is a direct entry. Straight train. One place to the other place. Possible. Yeah. So here he is saying that when you are not in a position to do anything do this. Hmm. Next verse that is verse 13 from chapter 13 from the Uddhav Gita sacrificing unto me according to the scriptural injunctions and giving up all to the officiating priest he should mentally put the sacrificial fires in his own self and renounce without caring for anything. So now, we, were, we had done a word called Agnihotra. Okay. So, there is Ashrota, Agnihotra and so on and so forth. Yajmana and all. So, who are these guys? These people are the ones who are performing these sacrifices. Now, if you have called for the priest to perform sacrifices in your home, you will understand that these are four guys who will come and perform the sacrifices in your house. Now, What is Krishna saying over here? Sacrifice unto me. That means you are going to sacrifice your life unto me. You are giving up your life for my sake. When you want to do that, according to scriptural injunctions, you are not supposed to take your own life. Please remember this. No. Like I said, you know, suicides and all these things are not allowed. You cannot drink poison and do kind of... This is not a done thing. The Vedas and the Shastras do not advise you any of these things. The Vedic injunctions are different. It is meant for people who are practicing asceticism, those who have become what is called as a Vanaprastha or those who have become sages and saints. For them only this is valid. Not for every person. Okay. So, uh, disclaimer, don't try these. Otherwise tomorrow you will say, Guruji, you told me to try it out. I have never told anybody to try. (laughs) Okay. So what is he supposed to do? According to scriptural injunctions, Or the injunctions are very clearly given. You can't do this, you, this you can do, this you can do, this you can't do. So giving up all to the officiating priest, everything, all you have got to transfer it to the next person, the officiating priest, whoever it is, you are transferring all your physical, mental and spiritual knowledge to that person and then what do you do? Then he should mentally put out the sacrificial fires in his own self. That means you start dousing the fires within you. What are the fires that are there? You know, hearing, all these things are nothing but sacrificial fires. You can see through all these organs. You can experience the world. You start dousing them out. You start putting them off. When you start putting them off, one by one, one by one, all the fires will start shutting down. The fire in the stomach will be shut down. The fire in the groins, the intestines, everywhere they come to start. They come to a stop. The fire in the heart and the lungs also stop. This is what he says. Mentally put out these fires in the own self and renounce without caring for anything. Don't sit over there and think, who is going to take care of my place? Don't bother about all these things. Nobody cares. You please go away. And that is the way in which a person is supposed to leave his life and go. Alright, we are going to the next verse, verse 14 from chapter 13 of the Uddhagita to the Brahmana, who is about to renounce the gods, thinking that he may verily transcend them and attain the Brahma, offers obstructions in the form of wife and other relations. So here, Krishna is saying, you know, what are the obstructions in your life? Suppose you have done the previous verse that was there. That means you have given all sacrifices. But if you are still thinking that oh I got a wife, I have got children what is going to happen to them blah 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 all that mind talk that goes on that is the impediment for a person to attain the highest. If you are still thinking about your wife and children and your properties and family and this and that and all the petty stuff then you are not going anywhere sir. Not even to the heavens then you got one way ticket to hell. Okay. But if you really are not interested in all those nonsensical people around you, I mean, the reason why I say nonsensical is because these are called attachments to the body. If you are attached to your own relatives and friends and people and yours, even if you are a great yogi and if you are a great guru, And if you are attached to any disciple or any person or even a cow or a dog or a sheep or a goat or whatever, even a bird, then you are not fit for doing that. The sacrifice which you are going to do. So you cannot have any of these people obstructing your path. So you have to renounce everything when you are going away. No holding back anything. Now, this is a chapter which like I said, it is meant for the Vanaprastha, person who have taken up retirement. Now, think about all the old people in your house. These people are so much attached They are attached to their televisions. They are attached to their children. They are attached to their house. They are attached to their properties, the money. They will tell their children, are you earning enough? What are you caring? You foggy, get out. Go away. Alright. He is bothered about... What the son and the daughter are earning? How much, how many houses they are building? Do you have sufficient money? You see, I didn't take care of myself. I don't have any money in this world. These are today's parents or grandparents. Idiots, I can tell you. They are bothered about eating, drinking, sleeping, watching television, fighting with people around, giving advice where they themselves have not taken a This much amount of advice for their own self. They have not even let go of this world. This is today's day's parents and grandparents. They have never let go even of the simple thing. The person is bothered. Oh, you know, electricity bill, it has come so much. Why it has come thousand bucks? You idiot, you have been watching too much of TV. Full day the bloody TV is on. You think that thousand bucks will not come? You're feeling hot. So the fans are on. This is on. And you because you have become a, you know, dud. You know what you call that? Uh, Blind person. You put all the lights on in the room. And then you are asking why there is a bill of thousand bucks. Common sense will tell you that this is, you are responsible for it. There's nobody outside responsible for it. These people are so attached to the telephone bills, to the, you know, electricity bills, to the water, to this, to that, to the money, to so many things. And then they will say, you know what? They will tell their pay, their children, you know, next time when you are coming from Mumbai, no, get me that ghee from there, get me this from there, get me that from there. I love Swiss chocolates. When you go to Europe, please buy Swiss chocolates. What? Swiss chocolates? Why don't you die now, boss? Get out of this world. These people are attached to the core. They can never get relief in their life. Never. Whichever is the first hell that is mentioned, you know, they can just throw a dice. Six hells, seven hells. Okay. So they can just throw a dice. Which hell you want to go to? A Number four. Congratulations. Mr. Bali Maharaj is waiting for you over there at number four. He will say, come, come, come. I, I'm driving, going to drive a nice take through you. What are they talking about? Look at your own parents. I am not joking. And you should be ashamed of them. Because if this is an idiot that you are living with as a father and a mother and a grandfather and a grandmother, I think they need to be thrown out only. Why? Because they are still bothered about paying bills. Where is the money coming from? What is happening? What is this? What is that? I got to eat this. This stuff I want. That stuff I want. And that is the reason why They have never taken Vanaprastha in their life for which they will have to go through that hell and they may come back and they will still go to a lower domain. They can never rise in their life. So now this is a chance for you. I am not talking about these idiots in your life. Okay? I am not talking about your parents. I am not talking about the old people. This is a chance for you Whoever is listening to me just now. Please understand this. You get realized. If you get realized. Your seven generations before. And seven generations after. Get realization. You are going to carry these idiots on your back. Okay. So. You know they can never change in their life. They are poops. They are bothered about petty stuff. You give up all these things. You become the renunciate. You take up this challenge yourself and go on the path of spiritual. It is a choice that you have. They have given up their choices in life. They may die in the worst possible manner. Why is it that you cannot do something for them? You have a lot of compassion and you have a lot of pity on these kind of people. Have pity on them. Release them from their whatever misery that they have by you becoming a realized being. Krishna's advice to y'all is this. Because he knows that this world is not capable of attaining anything. People are not capable. I hope you understood this. Okay. Okay. We will do one more verse. We have got little time for it. Verse 15. Hmm. That is uh, chapter 13 of Uddhava Gita. If the monk retains a second piece of cloth, he should be only as much as to cover the loincloth and except in times of danger, he should not have anything that he has already discarded other than his staff and his begging bowl. Now possessions should be given up. Now for a monk who has taken up monkhood, what is he supposed to do? He is supposed to not even have a second piece of cloth with him. Only the one piece of cloth that is there is all that he is entitled to take and a begging bowl and a staff. A staff means a stick because you remember he is not in a position to walk also. That is the reason why the staff is important. This stick is important so that he can walk a little bit further. And the begging bowl because that is the job he is supposed to do. Person who has crossed a certain age in life. Please understand one thing. Don't hold on to the money at all. Don't hold on to the properties. Don't hold on to anything. You can give it away and you can become a monk if you wish to. But like this, in today's day and age, a man is not entitled for doing that. He still will want to keep a little money away so that he can take care of himself. Because today's children don't even give a damn. According to all the old people, no, they will say this word. They say, my children, they don't even bother about me. One phone call also, they will never. But when they want money, when they want something from me, they will call me. Hello, dad. Hello, mom. How are you? That is the only time they will call. Otherwise, they don't call. If they have something ulterior in their world, then only they will talk to But otherwise not. So, for people who are interested in this kind of a life, by the time you have crossed 50, 55, 60, give up everything and become like this recluse, become like this person, take a a stick, a staff and walk away, take a begging ball, doesn't matter. But this was the time when Krishna advised it. In today's day and age, if you go with the begging ball, they'll take you and put you in jail. So <laughs> you be careful whether you are going with the begging ball or what. You know, there are lots of laws in the land which don't allow you to beg and all. <laughs> so I hope you understood the lesson. It is meant that have do not have, do not have any kind of attachment to anybody. No attachment to anyone, not even to your own clothes, not even to anything. And please live. If whatever other people offer you, live on that. If some good soul is offering you some food and some shelter, please live there, no problem. But if the person is not good, then don't stay there. Don't stay in such a place where you are not being offered anything. So the understanding is because you have given up everything in your life the way of living is to beg for stuff. That means you live at the mercy of other people. When you live at the mercy of other people please understand Krishna has then taken you under his wing because you have given up your ego and ahankara. But if you really think that I have my money salted away and I can live on that money then you are the greatest egotist of all. Got it? So I hope you understood this lesson. We have come to the end of it and I will take your leave and then I will see you all in the coming week. Take care. Have a great week ahead and I will see you all next week.